0: Good afternoon and good evening to everyone. My name is Dave Frankowski and I'll be your moderator for today's class. And welcome to another lecture given by the Oceanside California class. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a non-profit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh our Elohim, and the operation of His eternal purpose, pattern and plan, operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given unto our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year of 1931. We were incorporated in the state of California in the year of 1958, and we hold classes in the United States and in various other countries. The Oceanside class was established in 1994. At this time, I'd like to introduce to you the dean of the Oceanside class, Dr. Dennis Volpe, and the president, Dr. Carl Emler. Now in this school, We use the true, correct, and original name and title for the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The correct name for our Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The correct title for the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. And the correct name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Joshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles. They are not names. The Apostle Paul filled with the Holy Spirit tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and there are God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike the titles of Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. It's a divine title because it's the title that our creator has chosen for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. And a minor investigation on your part into a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Hebrew, the Greek, nor the Latin languages have any letters or characters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that's made by the letter J. Neither was there a letter J in our own English language until some 1,400 years after the death of the Messiah, which would make such names as Jesus and Jehovah impossible renderings for the true name of our Father and his Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, the limits, and the bounds of everything that exists. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud yahweh is not a cloud he merely chose a cloud because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form and we've drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show that everything on the chart is within the cloud in like manner everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of yahweh Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in his pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Yahweh Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being, that is, having the shape and form of a man but without flesh and blood. This form could only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, the self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body, and he walked the earth plane as Yahshua, the Messiah, who the whole world calls Jesus Christ. Now there's only one name, given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question that we should ask ourselves is, what did they call the Savior when he walked the earth plane? And a further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface to the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It's the divine pattern because it's Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, he called Moses on top of Mount Sinai and he showed him this threefold tabernacle pattern in a vision. Later on, Yahweh instructed Moses to build one in the wilderness of Sinai, exactly like the one he had seen in his vision on the mountain. The tabernacle pattern is a threefold pattern consisting of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and it operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. This school has ten primary constitutional objectives and aims, and they are as follows. One, to help you find and know Yahweh our Elohim as he really is and actually exists. Two, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah, without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Three, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Four, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, modern, practical, and occult science. Five, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Six, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seven, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eight, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Nine, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained. There is no other name given among men whereby a man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua, the Messiah. And ten, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua, the Messiah, with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth will begin this afternoon with a prayer by Dr. Bruce Geller from our Oceanside, California class. And we'll have a scripture read, which will be John, the 10th chapter, and that will be read by Dr. Gary Geller from our Oceanside, California class.
1: Thank you, Dave, and good afternoon and evening to everyone. Let us bow our hearts and mind in a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, Yahweh, we're grateful again that you've seen fit to bring us together one more time in the name of Yahshua, the Messiah. We want to thank you, Yahweh, through your Son, for all the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us, both physical and spiritual. We ask you to make yourself known even further to us. And make your, your ever-presence felt and known in our hearts and in our minds. We ask you to calm us our, any fears that we may have or any thoughts of the flesh. We ask you to put our minds and our hearts on the spirit. And cause us to be obedient to your will. And to be ever thankful for you pulling us out of this extreme darkness that we had been in before we came in contact with this true gospel of Yahshua. And we just want to thank you. And in the name of Yahshua, the Messiah, we offer this prayer. Let us all say. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: Good afternoon, class. Today I'll be reading John the 10th chapter from the Holy Name Bible, containing the Holy Name version of the Old and New Testaments, critically compared with ancient authorities and various manuscripts, revised by the late A.B. Traina of the Scripture Research Association, Incorporated, College Park, Maryland. John the 10th chapter. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Joshua unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Joshua unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the shepherd of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly I am the good shepherd the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep but he that is a hireling but not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not see if the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep the hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the father knoweth me, even so I know I the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring and they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. There is a division, therefore, again among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, he hath a demon and is mad. Why hear ye him? Others said, These are not the words of him that hath a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, that it was winter. And Joshua walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Messiah, tell us plainly. Yahshua answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep. And I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which is, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Joshua answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because thou, being a man, makest thyself Elohim. Yahshua answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said, Ye are Elohim? If he called them Elohim, unto whom the word of Yahweh came, and the scripture cannot be broken. Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest, because I said, I am the Son of Elohim. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works, that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Therefore they sought again to take him, but he escaped out of their hand. And went away again beyond Jordan into the place where John at first immersed, and there he abode. And many resorted unto him and said, John did no miracle. But all things that John spake of this man were true, and many believed on him there. John, the 10th chapter. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Dr. Jerry Geller and Dr. Bruce Geller. Our scripture readers this afternoon will be Dr. Linda Volpe from our Oceanside, California class and Dr. Mike Josephson from our Green Bay, Wisconsin class. Speakers, be advised you will see a five minute sign on your screen. Please acknowledge when you've seen the sign. And our first speaker this afternoon will be Dr. Peg Triveson from our Syracuse, New York class.
3: Uh, Peg's not here right now. Did you hear me? Am I unmuted? Got, gotcha. Gotcha. We'd, okay, like thank on,
0: you. we'd like to call on then Dr. Doug Thomas, please. Oh
4: boy. Hello hello um, can we pick up the scripture reading right from the start there please sure mm-hmm. John the tenth chapter now, the hang on one second. hang on okay. and if I can't get it on because I can't my phone um, can't make the connection but if someone could get uh, Paul Harvey, if I were the devil, put that in. And then he's got a, a, a thing that he wrote up many years ago. And go ahead, start with the scripture reading, please.
5: Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber.
4: Go ahead, keep going.
5: But he that enter in by the door
4: is the shepherd of the sheep. Now, you have situations in your life where you're going to be looking for a door. And Yahshua is the door. And he is also the shepherd. Go ahead, read some more.
5: Three, to him the porter openeth. And hear his voice. I mean and the sheep hear his voice.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And, and he called his
4: own sheep by name and leadeth them out. Now I grew up in Wisconsin and I worked on many farms and I've worked around sheep and they're very mellow animals. And I went out to Wyoming one time and we we're gonna hunt on a ranch and um, there was a little barn there that was, uh, you could see that sheep had, had um, occupied it at one time. And it was cold that night, and the next night was even colder, so I set up my tent in that little barn. The next day, this truck pulls up, and I could hear a bell, and there were probably about 500 sheep and this guy gets out and he called the sheep and they all came up and he, he said you're, you're you're too close to my my sheep get their water and um, it was just amazing how how these sheep would follow that man and his dogs and these dogs that he had, would protect the sheep with their lives. And he depended on them. And I kind of looked at those dogs as as Yahshua, you know. Um, yeah. The farmer was like, the or the rancher was like a, um, a father figure for the dogs. Go ahead, read some more.
5: Four. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they Mm -hmm. know
4: his voice. Now, it was obvious. We could call them sheep all we want. They weren't coming to us. In fact, they were scared of us. That's why they didn't come into the encampment, even though they hadn't had water for three days. And that farmer knew that. Go ahead. And a stranger... Will they not follow, but will
5: flee from him? Yes. For they know not.
4: Go ahead, I'm sorry.
5: For they know not the voice of strangers.
4: That's right. Now, you come down to class, and I remember when I came down to class, the first thing I thought is, man, when my friends hear this, you're going to have to get a bigger room, you know. And and I'll tell you what happened. None of them came, not one. And, and I did a lot of bar room preaching at that time. And there was nothing I could do to even come down, have them come down and check it out. But it just made perfect sense to me and my wife, Ruth. Go ahead.
5: Six, this parable spake Yahshua to them, but they understood not what things they, they were, which he spake to unto them.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: So you have many things that speaking to you, and I get a lot of stuff out of the creation. And Romans 1.19 and 20 still hold solid. And seeing the way these sheep acted, I remember when I came into class, we actually got into this scripture. Go ahead, read some more. Then said Yahshua unto them
5: again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep.
4: Mm -hmm. Now, when that rancher came down and the sheep heard his voice, He was likened on to a door for them to come in and get their water, you know. And the gospel has also been correlated with water. Go ahead, read some more. All that ever came before me are
5: thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. See, and
4: I had gone through... Many, many different religions. I grew up a little bit stranger than most people. I had parents that were, uh, Chuck's laughing in the background. <laughs> but my parents were um, pretty much open to whatever us kids wanted to get into. And then later on when I was in class trying to talk to my mother about it, she said, oh, Doug, this is just you. You've always said you were little, asking me questions I couldn't answer. you know and I got all my answers down here at this class. so if any of you people are new coming here, continue to come. There's nothing better. Go ahead read. the thief cometh not but for to steal
5: and to kill and to destroy. I am no. I am go in, keep going I'm sorry. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So
4: here you are in class and you're getting witnesses out of the Bible, out of the encyclopedias, and now on the Internet. And there's just so many avenues that we can learn And that Yahshua is revealing his purpose and plan through it, uh, whether it be um, just everything in the creation. The water cycle, plants, animals, birds, the way they migrate, the way the pattern was set up, the pattern in your body. Go ahead, read some more. 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. That's right. And I told you that this this farmer, this rancher, he had the shepherd dogs. And he told us a lot of stories about how his shepherd dogs would fight for them sheep, keeping the wolves and bear, grizzlies, and that away from the sheep. And the sheep are pretty docile, so they were easy prey. Go ahead. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd
5: whose own sheep whose own the sheep are not seeth mm-hmm. the wolf cometh and leaveth the sheep and fleeing the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep.
6: Now
4: you got the devil operating here in this earth plane and I was trying to get across the other night at class where um, there's scripture on where it talks about how at the end time, how it's going to get harder and harder to tell the truth. And you can see a witness, all you got to do is turn on the news, you know. Um, and, And some of these religions actually have been raised up by us. And they preach it, but they just put that little twist on the end, just like he operated in the garden. You know, he told a little bit of the truth and then twisted it. Please read some more.
5: The hiring fleeth because he is the hireling and careth yes. not for the sheep.
4: Yes. But Joshua is not going to let any of us be lost. And we're going to get to that. Go ahead. Start reading tomorrow. I
5: am the good shepherd and know my (laughs) sheep and Mm -hmm. am known of mine.
4: And he knows every hair on your head and he knows your name and he's written it in the book of life. Keep reading. As the father knoweth me, even so
5: know I the father and Mm -hmm. I lay down my life for the sheep.
4: And that what he did, you know, he went through a death, burial, and resurrection so that he could bring us into the fold. I mean, before Pentecost, he only dealt with the Jews, not the Gentiles, and we were Gentiles. Keep reading. The other sheep I
5: have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold
4: and one shepherd. Going to bring us all together into one body, into one mind. Go ahead. Therefore doth
5: my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it
4: again. The life I would have had before class and the life I had now, I can certainly tell you are two different things. Go ahead. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of
5: myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again.
4: That's Yahshua in you. Go ahead.
5: This commandment have I received of my father. Keep going. There was a division, therefore, again, among the Jews for these sayings. Keep and going. many. And many of them said, he hath a devil, and he is mad. Why hear him? Keep going. Others said, these are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open up the eyes of the blind?
4: Absolutely not. In fact, he puts them in chains of darkness, ignorance, witnesses that aren't true. Did anybody get that um, Paul Harvey? If I were the devil, I have it here. Can Can you read that, please, right now? Probably a good time. This is a. This was put on by Paul Harvey. I want to say in '64, but I'm not sure. But um, listen to what he had to say. Go ahead. It's a song, right? No, it's Paul Harvey. If I were the devil,
0: it's a song.
4: Oh, well, just okay, don't sing it, Mike. Just read it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: okay, thank you. If I were the devil, if I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I As have in, a. Th- he's doing it now. Go ahead. And I'd have a third of its real estate four-fifths of its population. But I wouldn't be happy until I had ceased the ripest apple in the tree, these. So I set about for however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers, with the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, "Do as you please." To the young, I would whisper, "The Bible is a myth." I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide, "What's bad? What? What bad is good? Is what's good is square." And the old I would teach to pray after me, our father, which aren't in art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to play lurid liter, literature, or to, how to make lurid literature exciting. so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to the ladies and the gentlemen of distinction. I would tranquilize with the rest, the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves churches at war with themselves, nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have memorized media, mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellectuals, but neglect to discipline emotions. Just let those run wild until before you knew it, you'd have to have a drug s- drug sniffing dogs and medical, metal, metal detectors in every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography So that I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, then from the houses of Congress and his own church, I would substitute psychology for religion and defy science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money if I were the devil. I would make a symbol of Easter, an egg, and the symbol of Christmas, a bottle. If I were a devil, I would take from those who have and give to those who wanted. Until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious, what will you bet I could get the whole all, the whole states to promote gambling as a way to get rich? I would caution against the extremes in hard work, in patriotism, patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public. I could lure you into my bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I would just keep just right just keep right on doing what he's doing. So then, yeah,
4: go ahead. Is that the end?
5: Yeah, then again it's got a chorus and it's kind of pretty repetitive.
4: Yeah, I don't need that. That's okay. So this was written quite a while ago. And then you look back at how disgusted Yahweh was with Sodom and Gomorrah. And now look at what we have today, you know. And it just amazed me when I heard this because it's coming from a carnal mind. They can see it too. You know, we are so blessed to have this teaching and know Yahweh's purpose and plan because we know that... um, The devil is not going to win over Yahweh's purpose. Yet and still, you can see in the creation, Romans 1 19 and 20 working with all the things that are going on on this earth plane. And that, you know, and people, when you hear something, search it out, check it out, make sure that the witnesses are good. Um, like Mitch used to say, cogent witnesses. <clears throat> And uh, I think I'm going to end it there. But I just want to say thank you for the opportunity, and um, I, I I'm I'm really happy I got to retire and do what I'm doing now, and be able to visit the brethren and and learn more and try to keep my mind off this stuff that's going on, and um, stay strong. Thank you.
3: Hello Hello
2: thank you.
0: Thank you, Dr. Thomas. And for our next speaker, we'd like to call on Mode Sam from Australia and I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, sir. Okay, God, I was just getting it. Okay, for our next speaker, I'd like to call on Dr. Jeff Monin from our Gates New York class.
7: Hi there. Sorry, uh, everybody here. Okay? Um,
8: it's it was cutting in and out. All right. I think so. Go ahead. Let's try
7: this. I'm uh, I was on Bluetooth but I just disconnected my phone from my car. Can you hear me okay? That's yes, better. It's yes. Like,
8: it's way better. That's
7: Thank you. Better. <laughs> uh, no problem. Well, of course, um boy, I'm very excited that we have someone from um uh, Australia attending a class that is an absolute absolute joy and a thrill every one of us in this body knows how important it is at this time that we're in to um, be able to recognize and have more, more vessels, more members of this body added. Um, I don't know if that man's name is Maude, but um, if it is, uh, welcome. We, uh, if you're new, we are certainly, certainly overjoyed um, that Yahweh has seen fit to reveal something to you, to cause you to desire to stay, come here and stay and actually learn with us because we're all in the same boat. We are all absolutely every one of us. I think um, I've heard so many people say every one of us had our first time in a class and we were, we were admonished to check things out, not to believe, me or anyone else that is standing on this floor or speaking in this way to teach what we have learned and what we know to be true about our heavenly Father and our Savior Yeshua the Messiah, and uh, it's it really is. It's just it's a joy. It's a joy for every one of us that knows something to see more people. That we're, we're not done with this thing. Yahweh hasn't finished this age. It's not completed. The race hasn't been done yet, and we are all patiently and um, with with wonderful effort contending for this truth that Yahweh has given us and shown us, and to be revealed to us, and to continue to teach others. Because we know that the end the end is close, but we're not there yet. Obviously, because we still have a physical creation that we live in, and we're still up and around and breathing, and we're, we're teaching. We're teaching the name of Yahweh and that every every person that has ever lived is speaking and praising a name, whether they know it or not. They're praising the name of Yahweh because you, you breathe it. And um, I, I'd like to get that. Can we get that in the 150th Psalm, the very last verse? Yes,
8: yeah, Psalms 150 and 6. Let everything that hath breath praise Yahweh, praise ye Yahweh.
7: So, there, how do you like that it didn't say it didn't say "Let everyone." it said, "Let everything and did anyone in this class ever thought that things breathe? Well, we certainly know if you're a scientist, you know there is a principle of breathing even in the um in the plant kingdom it's called transpiration in the root of that word is spirit and it means spirit and transpiration is the movement of um H2O and carbon dioxide up and down through a plant and it's actually actually plants give off what human beings need to live which is oxygen and they take in what we give off which is carbon dioxide and it's a very symbiotic relationship but that's it's a beautiful thing to see that because Yahweh's telling people in that one verse let the things that have half a breath praise him And he didn't leave it up to those things to choose to do that. They do it automatically. You didn't pick to breathe the way you breathe. You breathe the way you breathe because that's how you are built biologically. And everything that is made, the human creation of a a being, of a body, is made in the likeness and image of its creator. Um, Can you get that for me in the scripture too? Is There's a, a verse that says, we're made in his likeness and image. it might be in a couple of spots. If you see it, go right Genesis
8: ahead.
3: 127.
7: Thank you very much, Sasha. So happy to hear your voice. Genesis 127. So Elohim created
5: man in his own image. In the image of Elohim created he him. Male and female created he
7: them. Isn't that pretty? Now there is a couple of points in that. Before I get to the scripture, I just want to talk about that briefly. So you need to understand that it's important for you to go look up the meaning of words when we talk about things in our classes. We don't always we don't always recognize that we were we were given an understanding of a word that may not be the actual meaning that is used in in these um, in the law and the prophets. So please go and check out the words such as the English word likeness and the English word image. You will see those words used repeatedly in the law, the prophets and the fulfillment, which is what we call the Bible. Um, You need to understand that there are definitions that Yahweh has for words such as faith and such as world and such as soul and heart and mind. That where you think those things are, they might be different, they're actually congruous, means they have very similar meanings, or they're synonymous. So um, it's important to check those words out. Now, uh, in that verse, um, he talks about, he also says that his name, uh, he says that he made man male and female, and he created them male and female. It didn't say create him so Adam was created as a them, and that's a plural term. Yes, because Adam was male. And within him, he had his offspring, who was also going to be his, his, his um, acceptable uh, counterpart, which was going to be Eve. So Adam actually was Adam and Eve in one. And the word Adam in Hebrew means man. So that man was actually male and female. And that is proved biologically by how mankind is uh, manufactured. As a man, I have the chromosomes of X and Y. I actually have the female chromosome right within my body, in my generative parts. And females have just X and X. That means that every cell that a woman has in her ovaries to create another baby could be a female if it only gets the X chromosome from the male sperm cells, but males also have Y sperm cells, and those cells can go in and uh, um, bond or um, what is it, uh, fertilize a X female ovum, and now you have X and Y, and that will come out as a male child. So um, we are man. Man does have male and female within him, and what that's pointing to is that Yahweh, Yahweh is actually masculine and feminine, the name Yahweh, uh, the Yah portion of the name Yahweh is masculine. Adam's name, Adama, came from the Yah portion of Yahweh. Adama, Yah, do you hear this very similar sound there? And Eve's name is not Eve. We say Eve in English. Her name was Hawa, and that comes from the way portion of the Wah portion of Yahweh, and that is the feminine portion. And it's really pretty when you look those things up and find out that that I'm not, I didn't come up with that on my own. I had to go search those things out and find that to be the actual case. And then I found out, well, his name Yahweh is actually in the Bible. But the scholars, as it were, scholars, so-called scholars, the, the scribes, Pharisees, Sadducees, the religious leaders of the ancient times felt that in their understanding, actually in their misunderstanding, they took his name and hid it. Because they thought that when he re- described his name as that would he be his name forever at Mount Sinai when he gave it to Moses, that it meant to be hidden. And that's completely a man's concept, theory, and opinion. And it's wrong because he also told Moses, this is my name forever and memorial unto all generations. And a memorial, the root of the word mem, means to remember or m- commemorate or in remembrance So a memorial is to be remembered. It's not to be forgotten or hidden. So anyway, I wanted to touch on those couple of points. Now, if we could, let's go into the beginning of the scripture and we'll get um, the reason I brought some of those things up. I was describing some of the things that had very much importance in how I came to understand and learn and, and realize that Yahweh brought me to this teaching. I didn't go looking for it. I was completely happy where i was learning what i thought i knew to be the truth and someone heard me mention something and said gee that's interesting you're saying that because i have seen it be taught a little different and they showed me some things and i i got shown things that didn't agree with what i had already learned and i thought well gee if i already know the truth and i have the truth what could it hurt me to go investigate and find out these things to see if actually what they were teaching was true and in very deed I found out that what I was being taught was incorrect. The biggest thing being, my name is Jeffrey. I was born in 1961. And in 1961, the letter J did indeed exist in the English language. But it did not exist in the English language prior to 1690. And English was being spoken long before 1690. The actual King James Bible, which isn't even King James, it's King I-A-M-E-S, was printed in 1611, and uh, I thought the letter J was was existent even 2,000 years ago. So the name Jesus had to be true, and I came to find out that was not true. The name Jesus could never be his name because the letter J didn't exist until 1691, and that was even in English. It doesn't exist right now in our so-called 2024 year in Hebrew, Latin, or Greek. Those languages have no characters or letters that produce the sound J made by the English J. And in fact, the King James Bible, it printed in 1611, 79 years before the letter J existed in English, doesn't have one letter J in it. And that begs a big question. When you have a whole world, certainly the whole Christian world, running around praising a name that they give credence to, power to, and say that that's God's name, or the God's son's name, they're in complete error. And they don't, even the ones that realize it the the whole, the, the catholic church knows the truth that the letter j didn't exist the biggest problem for that is that they don't love the truth they know it and they have no love of the truth and that is where the mystery of iniquity is so clearly evident to those who do love the truth because they recognize that this this teaching of of a letter j and the and jesus and it doesn't matter what you call him he you can call him whatever you want because he knows who you mean well if that's the case, how come you don't hear Christians running around calling him Baal or Satan? Well, apparently names do matter when, when, when you're saying it that way. And in real fact and truth, his name does matter. And the name truly is Yahweh. So I, I just wanted to give a little background on why I wanted to delve into those things for anyone who may be somewhat new to this teaching. Now, if you could um, go to the scripture reading, please, and let's pick it up at one and we'll We'll start to
8: delve into what we're talking about here in this scripture. John 10, 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But That's he that beautiful. Entereth, Keep going. Okay. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out.
7: Let's hold up there. Let's, let's, let's get into a few uh, points as it is in the beginning of this. So firstly, uh, most people don't ever know. They, they have no under the verily. What the kind of word is verily, verily, verily just means truthfully. It's the root of the word is uh, ver or as in veritas or as in veracity. And it means truthful. And, things that, um, this is the, um, Oh, can I ask who is, um, by the way, who's speaking in this? yashua Oh, that's the, so if you had a red letter Bible, those would be red letter verses, correct? Correct. Now what's really pretty about this is this is the shepherd speaking about how, a uh, um, um, uh, uh, what's it called? The, uh, the flock. It's talk he's talking, he's the shepherd, and he's referring to the flock, knowing and understanding by voice and hearing. We're speaking about how it works. And what's really pretty is that mankind, shepherds in mankind, they know these principles are exactly the, the, the exact same thing. They know the truth about all this because that's how it works when you're a shepherd. And now we're talking about the shepherd, Yahweh's shepherd, or the shepherd of souls or of of men and women who will come to know this Messiah in truth. And that's what, that's the prettiness of this teaching is that when you start to hear these things and they resonate and you start to check them out and find out, yes, I'm finding things out that are true, that, that it's a voice. These are the things that speak to us like, um, um, back in the Proverbs, I believe it is, it's day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth forth knowledge. Well, how does a day speak to you? And how does the night show any knowledge? Well, when you come to these classes, you start to understand and learn. We teach you what that voice is speaking and how a creation can speak to you and how day and night can, um, can actually have a voice. And it's pretty because... Um, This is a shepherd. This shepherd knows. He knows his flock even before they knew him. And that's what's pretty about us is that we come to the knowledge that we're part of this flock and we never knew it before, but we were always predestined and foreknown to be in the flock. It was just in the time frame of this creation with seconds, minutes, days and hours that we have been brought out of the darkness, as it were, and Come into an understanding or uh, come into a light. That's what light really means. Not that thing in the sky, which is a manifestation of Yahshua. The sun is in the sky and it actually has the same name or the same word as S-O-N. But it is a manifestation of when you understand the truth, that's when your inner soul is illuminated. So this shepherd knows exactly who his flock is. And it talks about um, there's the door, the door to the sheepfold. There's only one door. That didn't say many doors. There's all kinds of doors or ways in. There was only one way, and that was by the shepherd. So let's um, let's get into that. As Are we into the third verse now?
8: Um, I can read it again. We're on four.
7: Go right ahead. Thanks.
8: To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out.
7: Hang on. What- That's really pretty. <laughs> he called the sheep by name. So guess what? We have a name and we are named by Yahweh as offspring. Aren't you an, Aren't you a son or a daughter of your own father? Didn't you get a name when you were born? Of course you did. And before anything was made, this creator knew who, who his offspring were. And we go by that family name. We all go by a, a name of the family, which is Yahweh. And the Shua of Yahweh, the Shua in Hebrew means to save or to be liberated or delivered from. So Yahweh is the Shua. Yah is Shua or Yahshua is Yahweh is salvation or Yahweh is the savior or Yahweh is the deliverer. And the family name is Yahweh. And we are all called in that name if we truly do understand these things. Okay, keep going.
8: For, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. And See, a str-
7: Go ahead and keep going.
8: Okay. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him for they know not the voice of strangers.
7: I apologize. I know that sometimes speaking with our zoom classes and, and even on a phone like this, there's somewhat of a delay. So we, we don't try yes. to speak over each other, but <laughs> we, uh, you guys know that. So um, it's there's so many pretty things in the scripture. And what I really want to do is I want to take a step back and I want to be a listener in a little bit. I think it's a good time for me to l- turn it over and let someone uh, continue this teaching. So I hope um, something that I said made some sense. And if, uh, if you get the chance, please go and investigate and check things out that I had spoken of. And um, uh, what I want to do is give the next speaker a chance to take this and continue. And uh, certainly as always, it's uh it's uh, it's a prayer, it's a it's my praise to Yahweh to, and thanks to Yahweh to be able to say anything that He's shown me. So with that, I will say thank you.
2: Hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Dr. Monin, and for our next speaker, we'd like to call on the Dean of our Syracuse, New York class, Dr. Patrick Trevisan. <laughs>
6: Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Uh, I'm going to continue with the same topic. And uh, what I'd like to do here is I have a printout of something I brought with me uh, from Syracuse. I, I brought a whole bunch of stuff with me. And I'm going to have uh, Chuck Marshall read some things here that I have underlined in this printout. And it's pertinent to what we have under discussion here.
3: Let me start reading. No sheep can live without the shepherd. They are entirely dependent on the shepherd for everything. They require constant care and watching over. So leaving them unattended can put them at risk and greatly endanger their lives. So no sheep, and the title of this is,
6: Can Sheep Live Without a Shepherd? No sheep can live without the shepherd. They are entirely, entirely dependent upon the shepherd for everything they require, and I know I'm repeating here, constant care and watching over. So leaving them unattended can put them at risk and greatly endanger their lives.
3: where you want me to read this here okay sheep cannot live without a shepherd sheep cannot live without a shepherd they can't live without a shepherd read be it for pasture and water for grooming or for protection or for protection for water for food for anything Without a shepherd, it may also become hard for sheep to find pasture and water, which they require for survival. In such a case, the ewes may become weak and able to provide milk for their offspring, who then die. They become unable to provide milk for their offspring,
6: who may die. This is all important. This is all pertinent. We had a fellow in Syracuse. uh, He's still there. Many of you know him, Lloyd Bennett and his wife, Trissy. Uh, Many of you have been to his house in Skinny Atlas after Vanderkamp and he raised sheep And He's a perfect example of what we're talking about here. And uh, uh, Dr. Thomas was bringing up the same point here about this. Now, Sharon and Bobby lived with them for a while. Well, their house was being built. And Sharon would go out there and try to feed the sheep. (laughs) And she would call the sheep. And the sheep would never come to her. That's right. There's Sharon. (laughs) And she could never figure out, of course, Sharon's Italian, and she could never understand why these sheep weren't coming to her. (laughs) She wanted these sheep to come to her when Mm -hmm. she called them. And Lloyd would come out there and call the sheep, and they came right away. That's right. Because those sheep knew his voice. Mm -hmm. They knew his voice. And right away, they came Mm -hmm. to him. And it was such a perfect witness to me that what is in the creation is a reflection of what's in this very parable and what Dr. Thomas had brought out earlier tonight,
3: that this is the truth. Read. Another instance is that they may get attacked by predators. Sheep are fairly defenseless animals. If left on their own, they can easily get picked off by predators. Even in their large numbers, they stand no chance against a hungry apex predator. They, even in their large numbers, they have no chance against a wolf. Let's say a wolf. Read. I'm going to read this. Also, if sheep have no shepherd, their wool overgrows. It becomes matted, heavy dirty and infected with parasites this infects them with diseases and internal worms which they may which may reduce their survival rate without a shepherd a shepherd is important for their proper grooming
6: everything about the shepherd is
3: essential for the survival of these sheep read. It's quite easily for sheep to get lost due to their flocking mentality. They are likely to go astray on most occasions. Sheep follow one another blindly. They have an instinct to flock together so as to keep safe. This means if the leader gets lost, the rest of the flock is lost too. If the leader gets lost, the rest of them get lost. Shepherd dogs are very intelligent and are usually skilled at herding. Shepherd dogs guide large flocks of sheep and act as a living fence. They prevent sheep from eating crops on farms and also from wandering off. They help the shepherds safely move the flock from the farm to the pasture land.
6: Now the shepherd, now the dogs actually, are sort of like the mystery of iniquity. They're guiding those sheep. The shepherd is using the mystery of iniquity to guide those sheep to go in
3: the direction they're supposed to go. They also protect and keep the flock safe from danger. Safe from danger. Now, what I'd like to do is go
6: over to Ezekiel, the thirty-fourth chapter. Some of you may be familiar with these things already, but you know I'm just trying to stay in keeping with uh, what folks have brought out thus far.
5: Ezekiel thirty four.
6: Yes, hold on one moment. Let me get there. All right. Ezekiel
5: thirty four and one. And the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, "Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel." Now this
6: now this is uh, Yahweh Elohim. And he's approaching Ezekiel, and he's saying, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy against the shepherds of Israel.
5: Read. Prophesy and say unto them, thus saith Yahweh Elohim unto the shepherds, woe be the shepherds of Israel that do not. Do feed themselves, should not the shepherds feed the flocks? Now, should not the shepherds feed the flock? We have
6: this going on right within our school. We have shepherds that feed themselves and do not feed their flock. I've been to some of these schools, and some of you have been to some of these schools where there are newer people and younger people, and they've never even been taught the basics. They've never even been taught the names. They've never been taught fulfillments. They've never been taught the godhead. They've never had a proper upbringing. Woe unto those
5: shepherds. Read. Ye eat the fat. Ye clothe you with the wool. You kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. You're not feeding your flocks. This is
6: something that's going on. Wait. This is, listen. This is 500. 180-something years before the birth of the Messiah. And it's current tonight.
5: Read, please. The diseased have ye not strengthened, neither have ye healed that which which was sick. Listen, the diseased, those, we were all diseased when we
6: came to class. We were all sick when we came to class. We were all weak when we came to class. And it was the shepherd's job to strengthen us, to
5: heal us, to help us. Read. Neither have you bound up that which was broken. You haven't bound up that which was broken.
6: We were broken when we came to class. And I'm glad that when I came to class, the things that were broken in me have been healed, have been mended. There were a few things in me that were broken. Just a few.
5: (laughs) Read, please. Neither have you brought again, that which was driven away. Neither have you sought that which was lost. You haven't sought that which was lost.
6: I've heard people say, we're not after new people now. We're after teaching the people that are already in class. It's not about teaching new people anymore. It's not about bringing new people into class anymore. I'm sorry, as far as I'm concerned, ever since I've been in this school, it's always been about bringing in new people, bringing in young people, teaching them and sharing with them those same
5: things that have been given to us. Read. But with force and with cruelty, You have ruled them. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. Scattered because there's no shepherd.
6: Scattered. This school is so scattered. It's so broken. It's so messed up.
5: It can never again be fixed. Read. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through the mountains upon every high hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon the face of the earth, and none did search or seek after them. None did seek or search after them. This is talking about his flock. Read. Therefore, ye shepherds, hear the word of Yahweh. As I live, saith Yahweh Elohim, surely because my flock became a prey and my flock became meat to every beast of the field, because there was no shepherd, neither did the shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves and fed not the flock. Therefore, O ye shepherds, hear the word of Yahweh. Thus saith Yahweh Elohim, Behold, I am against the shepherds. I'm against those shepherds. I'm
6: against those shepherds. I do not want to be one of those shepherds that Yahweh is against. I do not want to be one of them. And you don't want to be one of
5: them either. Read and i will require my flock at their hand because of them to can cause them to cease from feeding the flock neither shall the shepherds feed themselves anymore for i will deliver my flock from their mouth and they may not be meat for them he's going to deliver his flock read thus saith yahweh elohim behold i even i will both search my sheep And seek them out. I will search for my sheep. And I will seek them out. Read. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock. In the day that he is among his sheep. That they are scattered. So will I seek out my sheep. And deliver them out of the places. Where they have been scattered. In the cloudy and dark day. I will bring them out of from the people and gather them from the countries and bring them into their own land. I will bring them out of all countries, read. And I will bring them into their own land. And bring them into their own land, read. And feed them upon mountains of Israel by the rivers. And I will feed them upon the mountains of Israel
6: by the rivers, this sounds very much. Like
5: Ezekiel 36 to me. Read, please. And in all inhabited places of the country. Read. I will feed them in good pasture. Upon the high mountains of Israel shall their fold be. There they shall lie in good fold. And in a fat pasture will they feed upon the mountain of Israel. I will feed my flock. I will will feed my flock, I will feed my
6: flock with knowledge, with understanding, with the gospel, with the truth, that will fix what's broken. That will heal that which is lame, that will
5: take care of everything. Read, and I will cause them to lie down, saith Yahweh Elohim. I will cause
6: them to lie down, or I will give them rest, wherewith I will cause the weary to
5: rest. Read, I will seek that which was lost, and bring again that which was driven away. And will bind up that which was broken. And And I will bind up that which was broken.
6: And I will strengthen that which was sick. And I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them with judgment. Now read the 31st verse.
5: And ye are my flock, the flock of... My pasture are men, and I am your Elohim, saith Yahweh Elohim. Yahweh Elohim is the pasture,
6: and we are the flock. We are his flock. Yahshua is our pastor, he is our shepherd. Mm-hmm. Now we'll go back to the scripture reading. John 10.
8: 10 and 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber.
6: Same as a thief and a robber. A thief and a robber. And that's pointing to that mystery of iniquity. Just that other mystery. He's a thief, and he's a robber. Read.
8: But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep.
6: He that comes in by the door, look, there was one way into that tabernacle, and wide is the gate, but narrow was that door, three feet wide, and narrow is the way to salvation. He that enters by that door, that door is Yahshua. He's the shepherd. He's the shepherd. Joshua was the door. Read.
8: To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out.
6: He can call his sheep by their name, and they come. It's amazing. Just ask sharing about that. It's just an amazing thing. Right. I've, I've seen it, right, Sharon? That's right. Read, please.
8: And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for and they the know sheep his voice.
6: follow him. He goes first. And the sheep follow. Just like after the Messiah resurrected, he went on into Jerusalem, the first fruits of them that, you know, slept in the dust of the earth, and then those that slept in the dust of the earth followed him into Jerusalem. Him first, and then those souls of those that followed him into jerusalem out of those righteous types from
8: adam all the way down
6: read please
8: he goeth before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice and a stranger will they not follow but will They will
6: not follow a stranger those sheep We are those sheep. We will, when we know better, we will not follow a stranger. We know how to discern. We will not follow a stranger. We only recognize the voice of Yahshua the Messiah.
8: But we'll flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spoke Yahshua unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spoke unto them.
6: They didn't understand yet. This is before Pentecost. Now read, please.
8: Then said Yahshua unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep.
6: I'm the door of the sheep. Read.
8: And all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture.
6: The thief cometh not pasture and he will be nourished. He'll be nourished. Just like you need nourishment from a physical standpoint. You need nourishment from a spiritual standpoint standpoint and you will find pasture that pasture is nourishment for your soul read please
8: the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly
6: and that they might have it more abundantly it Eternal life. Life eternal. Now, um, 14.
8: I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine.
6: I am the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. Yahshua is that good shepherd. And we are his flock and I'm going to leave it at that and I'm going to save time for another speaker and I hope that someone was edified by what I had to bring out and I want to give all praise and honor to Joshua the Messiah thank you for the time
0: thank you dr Trevison, and we would like to try our brethren from australia one more time to see if he is available to speak
9: good morning from australia i I hope everyone's doing well and my apologies from the first call just uh, a bit of a different time zone so just working at the moment but all praises be to yoshua messiah for you know letting us all gather here today as his vessel, for he put his Holy Spirit in us for us to forever learn of him. And we ought to be so grateful. And to begin off with anything, it's not something that we had done ourselves, I had done myself, but it is a grace given by Yahshua the Messiah, sacrificing himself, being the Holy Spirit in us, doing the teaching, doing the guiding, even doing the learning. So anything that's coming out of my mouth or any of the vessel's mouth, I'd just like to say all praises to Yahshua beforehand, before we begin. And I was very edified and thoroughly fed by the speakers beforehand. And I'd just like to continue and add a little bit in with what Yahshua has put in my heart and mind. And before we begin anything, I'd always like to start off with scriptures, because within this, there's always witnesses. There's always foreshadow, showing his death, his burial, his resurrection, showing his true name, Yahshua, meaning Yahweh, is salvation, being our savior. And the couple of scriptures, if I could get, please, there'll be just to start off if we could please get isaiah 28 9 through to 13 and afterwards matthew 4 18 through to 20 please
5: I'm sorry, Isaiah?
9: Uh, yes, please. 28, verses 9 through to 13. Thank you very much.
5: Okay. Isaiah 9, or uh, 28, 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept. Line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. For
9: with stammering lips. Sorry to interrupt you there. As you can see that precept upon precept, line upon line, everything that we're learning of right now is his story being his concept, his valuation of all the aspect that's going on and we're able to fortunately witness it within the physical realm because spirit we can see not and just like the Feral resurrection I'll give you a physical foreshadow when you're lying down you're going in a state of death you're being buried underneath your blanket and once morning arise, what do you do? You resurrect. And that's just something that is so simple, yet very difficult to grasp, without the Holy Spirit allowing you to know. And it's just many wonders that goes on in our daily life that, you know, we overlook because, first of all, we're flesh, we're carnal, and we ought not to do anything to save ourselves and this is where yashua come in and just going back to the precept upon precept line upon line everything is later oh thank you for bringing um shot up shard of the salvation so as you can see here everything the elementary shard, it shows you little bit by little bit by little bit am i saying anything different to the previous speakers no it's all the same repeating thing. One, two, three, A, B, C. The Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit, those three are what? One. And that is just so unique, yet not known across the world, because everything at the moment, it's carnal. Nothing can show us anything that's even a little bit tiny, spiritual, except for that Holy Spirit being in us. Are we able to just uh, move over to Matthew 4, verses 18 through to 20, please?
8: Yes. 18. And Yahshua, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brother, and Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him.
9: Thank you very much for that. As you can see here, fishers of men. Who is the fisher of men in this case? It will be Yahshua the Messiah. If you look at the plates here, we, it's a plate that we're spiritually eating and drinking off. But it is also it also looks like nets, nets that catches us, net that has been thrown by the fishermen, and just lure us in. Although, when you do when uh, I'm not fanatic with fishing, however, you require patience. You require working. Yahweh, being our mother and father, being your children, you know, requires patience, requires working. If we know not, just ask. Just ask and wait. And if we, I would love to go into the plates a little bit as well, just to, you know, show the witnesses, show that there's proof of the teachings that we're learning of today, And it's not something that's generated through our own opinion or concept, but it is entirely his. Are we able to first please zoom into plate, I believe number five, just right in there in the um, interior pattern, the, the tabernacle plate. Perfect, thank you very much for that. As you can see here, very, very simple concept. Death, burial, resurrection. Caught roundabout, ho- holy place, most holy place. And what represents that? The death being sacrificed. Thank you very much. I believe you're assuming in for myself. Thank you very much. Being sacrificed. The sacrifices being immersed or buried, being washed. The priest being resurrected into the holy place, not because of his own work, but because he was anointed by the oil. And in this case, we're anointed by the Holy Spirit, the preaching of the true gospel and if we just run through the plate, you, you you start seeing it, you don't have to bring it up if you don't want to, but we'll start going into it I'll go one by one, so transgression, you got the death of you know, Adam in, instantaneously, because he's willing to, in this case, we are the bride being Eve, we are taking off the fruits he willingly came down just so you can bring us back up, they were buried in their condemnation. And the promise of the seed of the woman is the resurrection, which is Yahshua, the Messiah. That is the unique part about this. When they were when they were created, when it was taken out the you know, the, the limbs from the ribs from um, Adam they did not have any carnal thoughts or thinking. No flesh. What does that mean? You know, no no sexual interaction, no intercourse, no no breeding. What does that show forth? How could Yahshua, the promised seed from the woman being the hope of their resurrection, how could that be off if they do not, if they're still in the perfect realm with Yahweh Elohim, that is all predetermined and planned that is being brought down. It's not a mistake whereby, oh, Yahweh Elohim made a slight error and Satan somehow convinced Eve and Adam to take off the fruit. No, it was all planned and conceived. And when you go next into the Noah's plate, Yahweh declared what, there's already a death there, that in 120 years it will rain, and who is not obedient, who is disobedient, will die within the flood. The warriors covering the mountaintop represent burial. Yahweh raises up the um the eight souls within the ark, yeah, you know, one one way, one door, being Yahshua himself. It's it's all it's always a repeating, foreshadowing what is currently going through right now. The Holy Spirit within these vessels. Abraham already received Isaac, being, being able to conceive in his head. Because he's seen the work of Yahweh him through his, you know, his son. Because Sarah is barren, he was already, you know, dead from beforehand, buried, and resurrect, resurrected within the configurations of Abraham's mind when he had to go sacrifice him. And then Michael Torrey plate, another example, as you can see here, the plates that's been brought up here. There's always a one, two, three, A, B, C the Passover lamb died, being spared, The Israel being baptized in the cloud or the sea, Yahweh raising them up from the bondage within Egypt into the wilderness. And as you can see here, it's just a little bit 1, 2, 3, A, B, C. And it goes back within the scriptures that, has been read before too, precept upon precept, line upon line, being a net, a fisher of men, it is something that's very unique that has captured us, that has allowed us to learn of Yahweh through Yahshua the Messiah, and it's not something that we're doing of works, it is something that he is doing in us that is allowing us to say anything at all. Because as an example, without the a, a little nudge from the Holy Spirit, a little nudge from Yahshua, we wouldn't be here at all in the first place, being able to preach this, this wonderful gospel. And very thankful that He, you know, allowed us to come here today and if it wasn't for i know it's unfortunate but it's according to his his plan and purpose but if all the current previous you know couple of years the events didn't occur or being able to you know put class um digitally or virtually we would not have been able to have brethren from around the world and I've, I haven't met anyone personally, but virtually, guess reverend in, um, in, in Russia, in Malaysia, in US, UK, and um, Kipwe and Zambia and, and so forth. And it's just wonderful. And it's showing right now, us still being in the flesh, us still, you know, as much as we want to study of this great, great gospel and study of Yahweh, As much as we can, we're still stuck in the flesh. We still have our own opinions. However, we ask that Yahshua put that aside, put our concepts and thoughts aside and take over. You know what? I'm not going to be the driver anymore. Take the wheel. I'm just going to rely and lay rest within you. I'm not sure what scripture it is, but if someone could please bring it up, it's it's in reference to um laying rest um in your yoke, some something along those line. If someone could please um if you know it, please bring it up and read if if you have it, please feel free just to cut in and just read read a couple of um verses from there. I think
2: that's Matthew what, eleven twenty-seven.
9: Thank you very much. Could we please get that while you try and find that? I'll I'll um, keep going. So it's just having that faith. And are we able to get a dictionary um description of faith as well while we're at it? My apologies, um, for bringing all this um verses and and dictionary definition in, but it is very vital because it is something that we ought to have. Proof. We cannot say anything due to our own biases. I've never been into a Christian world. My family was brought up as um, a Buddhist. Fortunately, Yahshua has allowed you know a few of our souls to gather despite our background, and that's just showing how much grace and mercy He has. Not for us individual. Not because I did good or I was. A a great son, or so forth, but because he wanted to. He he didn't force himself to. We never forced him to, but it was predetermined. So the only thing that we can do, and it's not even us doing it, is giving praises to Yahshua. He's giving praise unto himself. He's the perfection. He is that he wills to be. Whatever he wills to be, the praises we give, the gospel we learn, nothing's coming through our existence. It's him. Even our existence belongs to him. Um uh, if you found the scriptures, please feel free to um read it, read that right now. I believe we yeah. may be a bit short of time.
5: Matthew eleven twenty-seven. All things are delivered unto me of the Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son. And to whoever the Son shall reveal him.
9: Come unto me. Sorry to interrupt you there. As you can see here, how wonderful is that? You know not of the Father, but through the Son, and vice versa. How is that if they're three separate beings? How is that so? It's not. Because they are all one. Please continue.
5: Come unto me, all that are, that all you that labor and are having heavily laden, and I will give you rest.
9: Thank Take you very much use- for that. Okay. So no, thank you very much for that. So as you can see here. Heavily latent. We're in the flesh. Everyone at the moment, actually everyone around the world at the moment is looking for salvation, looking for their own peace of mind, doing whatever they can to, you know, live up to their own expectation, to be proud of themselves, to being able to say, I am honoured to be me. I made this me. This me, 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 me. <laughs> but, in this case, once he's put that Holy Spirit in you, it's nothing about me or us or you and I at all. It's about him. And it's just a, one of my favorite words. We just can't famine the whole concept of this at all. Are we a, um, Have you guys found a description for, I believe, the word faith?
1: I got
5: confidence or trust in a person or thing.
9: Mm-hmm. Is there any Faith. more?
5: Faith in another's ability. Um, now that's about it for what I have.
0: No, I that's perfectly
9: fine.
0: Unquestioning un- 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 belief.
9: Perfect. Perfect. As you can see, th- those couple of definitions that came along, confidence. I'm just paraphrasing this, unwavering belief, trusting in another. Who are we trusting? Am I trusting you guys? Are we trusting each other? We can't save each other. As much as I would love to save myself or you guys or whoever, it's just not that. It's just not that. The only way that we can save anyone is by preaching this gospel, making it go out. And if it's willed to be through Yahshua to save a specific vessel, then it's willed to be. The only thing that we can do is preach. And preach in this sense is to give all glory and honor onto Yahshua the Messiah whatever happened else all him always all him, it's not something that we can be brought up by and I sound like a broken record but there's nothing new nothing new in this teaching I can't bring up any any other new concept, I can't bring up any new analogies, new uh, new method and so forth, because it's it's always repeating and the, the unique part about this, although it's always repeating, you always somehow find new aspects that he allows you to learn of him. Although we've repeated this great, great gospel multitude of times, not just once or twice, not just mods being, you know, being allowed to speak and he's just going to bring up his own unique, fantasized method that's going to wow everyone. No, it's literally, no matter what concept we're speaking in, it relates back to Yahshua Messiah. Even with the previous speaker that has spoken, which has edified and fed us, praise, praise unto Yahshua Messiah for allowing, you know, for being in in, in these vessels and, and preaching. But what I'm saying right now is, of no difference, of no no uniqueness to the previous speakers. Even the previous speakers. Everything's a line, precept upon precept, line upon line. Nothing is turning left, nothing's turning right, no one's doing a U-turn. This is a straight line. And just going back into driving again, straight line. Take the wheel. I'm just going, you know, reline you. Going back to the description of faith, having confidence, wavering faith or belief in another. Take the wheel, And the, the, the unique part about this is is that when you look at our creation, we're just going back to touch not as well. Going back to our creation, how the tree grows, how our body develops, how the how the rain occurs. There's always a method and concept, and it always links back to death, burial, resurrection, blood, water, spirit, and it's being created in His image, not the physical image, although I dare say got the physical image, even display of <laughs> his evidence, which is just unique. and like I'll give you our face, for example. Our two eyes being in the right and left hemisphere of our face, our nose being stuck in the middle, our mouth being stuck in the middle. What does that look like if you draw a line? Would anyone like to take a guess? A why? Something, something as simple as that. And Literally, I've never thought of that before. But he's allowed to put that example into my heart and mind just then. Even just the concept of our faith draws a wide. The way we breathe. And although some are not in class, unfortunately, but it's his will. Majority is not in class. But they're still praising Yahweh. breathing. Once you stop that, what are you? Physically dead. But you will also be spiritually dead as well. Because what's going through the next age, the the next veil, the next next chapter? Not our physical being. Not not my soul or spirit. I'm not going to go there and for example... Um, meet meet uh, a brethren um, Rochelle for example I'm not going to be hey Rochelle uh, we've we studied together in class it's you know very nice to see you over here we, we're going to learn forever in the morning no 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 <laughs> it's his spirit that's going on through allowing us to learn forever more and it is him learning forever more and we're just his vessels and it's something that is so so profound. So words cannot describe how thankful we ought to be. I know there's a short time left and but this is um what Yahshua has put in my heart and mind. I if you learn anything of today, please um give all your praises and honor on, on to, you know, Yashu Messiah. And just before we leave off, could we please get this, uh, a scripture? Roman one verses 16 through to 20.
8: Romans one and 15. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Yahshua the Messiah. For it is the power of Yahweh unto salvation to everyone that believe it, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it is the righteousness of Yahweh revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Keep going. Yes, please. For the wrath of Yahweh is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them, for Yahweh hath shown it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse.
9: Thank you very much for that. That little sentence there colorates invisible things of him which are clearly seen by his creation. But seen does not equate comprehension or understanding I can see something and I could absolutely have no idea what is going on it's just going through my head and I'm just having my own biased opinion and thoughts but to truly comprehend and understand is having the Holy Spirit Yahshua in us and everything's, everything of Yahweh is invisible. Spirit, we cannot see. We are not made to see. But with that little nudge from Yahshua, we're able to understand which in our heads creates his vision that he wants to create in our head and his interpretation. Being able to resurrect, you know, clean, clean our inwards part. Slowly but surely, cleaning little bit by little bit, going back into it again, like mother and father, cleaning, bathing, feeding, raising his children. And if and for for witness sake and proof again, Yah is the masculine portion. Uh, are we able to bring that child up too, please? Yah is the masculine portion way is the feminine portion being our father and mother, indiscernible, completely indiscernible at all without the Holy Spirit. Coming down, he didn't, you know, tag team and said, Hey Elohim, want want to go, you know, be the God of this world. No, 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 no. He basically brought himself down. He's still a Yahweh is the absolute so he can do whatever he will to bring himself down as Yahweh Elohim with the word of son and it's not attacking again where they say you know what I don't feel like being physical today do you want to go instead which is Jesus no he brought himself down again not even just brought himself down he brought himself down so low so low Excuse, excuse my tongue tight there, that you don't even recognize he's the creator you just walk well, within the scriptures, you literally he, he gives you the vision that everyone just walk past him, his base he came down so, so low that you you won't even notice, you just walk past by in the screen, and you think who is this guy? What's he doing here? He does not deserve to be here. Yet, he took everything upon him, sacrificed himself, and just to allow us to learn. And that's a little witness there, seeing the invisible part of him we can't see Yahweh, let alone we can't see Yahweh Allah Him. However. With the Holy Spirit, we're able to grasp an understanding. Although we can't physically see, but we can spiritually see. We're being spiritually fed. We're being spiritually nourished. Everything that we're going through right now, every class that we go through, every independent study that we do, when Yahshua willed and got us through, it's feeding us. And within the scripture... I'm just paraphrasing, yeah? It says that you have to, you know, eat his flesh and drink of his blood, which equates to cannibalism. But that's not what he means. What are we doing right now? We're literally eating and drinking of him. But it's in a spiritual sense. Even preaching, even Baptism does not actually equate physical water. Maybe It, it used to be, but not in this age in dispensation. It is now the, the living water, the holy water, hearing the words, the vibration through the air, being able to converse with each other, being his vessel, we're already grasping the concept. And we think, and we absolutely know that this is absolutely not the whole thing. There is absolutely more to learn. But you know, being like our mother and father, you can't just force feed a baby to eat an adult Equated calorie, which is in um, in the medium wise, which is about 2,000, you know, 3,000 calorie um, per day. We, we can't force that little bit by little bit. Once we grow in the spirit, he'll start feeding us more and he'll start, you know, taking over the vessel, cleaning our inwards parts, being in our hearts and our minds. Being able to be translated into the next age and dispensation, is just literally going back again, like a broken record. Always, him, Yahshua the Messiah, going back into the whole existence of Yahweh, because that's what he will and that's what he he had planned. I but um, could I please ask um? How, how many minutes do I have left?
0: Just a couple.
9: Oh, oh, um, oh, I'll wrap this up really quickly. So just going back into that, it is such an honor, such wonders that we're all able to be sitting here today, at least even learning a small thing, a small tinker, of Yahshua Messiah and anything that's been learned today through any vessels at all or any upcoming learnings that you do, all praises, definitely an honour, goes to Yahshua Messiah and if there's any doubt just lay rest and rely on him and and with all that I'd like to say hallelujah
2: hallelujah
3: hallelujah
0: thank you Dr. Stomsreeren and that'll conclude our lecture this afternoon we'd like to thank everybody for joining us in our zoom class and we'd also like to thank those who have viewed us on youtube we hold our zoom class every saturday from 4 to 6 p.m pacific time at this time i'd like to ask the class to stay muted until the live stream has ended we'll now be dismissed by the doxology which is taken from the last two verses of the book of jude now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, be long glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time and now and ever. Let
8: us all say, hallelujah. Alleluia. Alleluia.